0: Sports Talk with Buhle Madolini. As I said, he is the soundtrack of South African rugby for the last 30-plus years. Uncle Hugh, thank you so much for coming on to Sports Talk. Welcome to the show, sir. Hi,
1: thank you. It Hi, is, everybody.
0: It is such a pleasure to be talking to you. Um, I mean, as somebody, uh, Hugh you've been a commentator for over 30 years. You've seen it all uh, in terms of the world of commentary. You've done it all as well. Um, And you're also a player as well. If I have to just start and say, recall your favorite moment as a commentator, how long would it take you?
1: Uh, Have you got half an hour?
0: (laughs) I do, fortunately. Go ahead.
1: No, well, I mean, when you think about it in... 2007, Mm. South Africa won the World Cup, and it was the game that I commentated. I'd commentated in 1999, 2003. We hadn't made it, but uh, in 2007, you know, if you are in a situation that I was in, in terms of commentating... I mean, what better than than South Africa winning the World Cup in 2007? And that was my, you know, greatest moment in in terms of commentating.
0: Have you ever cried during a, a game that you were commentating? I cried
1: after that game. I can imagine. Garth Wright was my co-commentator. And he, as I, I think I said... These guys will go down in the annals of South African sporting history, and I was weeping.
0: We actually just played that uh, that clip um, just before you came on, Uncle. we will try to find it again because it, it gives me. I'm goosebumps. sorry,
1: I didn't hear it because I'd weep again.
0: Well, we're going to try to make you cry in a second. I've got my technical producer working on that, so hopefully. But it gives it gives me goosebumps, um, uh, Hugh. And you know, for somebody who grew up with your voice uh, reverberating around the house uh, in every room, you know, you 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 you've created so many memories for. The the normal layman uh you've and as a result you've even been inducted into the south african sports hall of fame um but those memories that you've created for us must be nothing compared to you who's actually gone and lived them
1: well you know um one of the great things i mean i, I initially i didn't uh really have any aspirations to be a commentator and through circumstance, uh, a few pals and, and that sort of thing, you know, asked me if I would I would commentate and, and so it sort of became a passion mm. and, you know, it, it, I always say if you don't have passion, then you might as well not be there and so it for me, it became a passion, and uh, it became a passion. and also this extraordinary privilege to, you know, be involved in in rugby after my playing career, to just be there and and sort of like, it, what what happened was that, you know, I as I got older there were younger guys coming in and the whole thing and mm. I believed in my life that it kept me it kept me younger.
0: Mm.
1: Was a huge privilege.
0: I mean, let's talk about that. Uh, I'm aware that it was Chick Henderson who actually got you into commentary. Um, Can you just uh, talk to us about how that unfolded, how it went from, um, you know, you being the vice president of Transvaal Rugby, you were once a convener of Select as well, all the way through uh, being the man behind the mic. Well, you
1: know, Chick Henderson became my mentor And, I mean, it was a very strange situation because I had never had any aspirations to be a commentator. And then Kim Shippey, who was uh, the manager of English-speaking sport, there were two divisions, English-speaking and Afrikaans-speaking. And Kim Shippey, I think, had said to Chick Henderson, I'm looking for an uh, English-speaking guy who has played provincial rugby. Who would you uh, recommend? And because Chick and I were great buddies, Chick, I think, unconditionally said, well, phone Hugh Bladen." And, and, you know, Kim Shippey phoned me and and said, have you thought about commentating? I said, no. He said, well, have you thought about it? I said, well, you know, he said, would you like to give it a try? I said, "Uh," said, yeah, well, okay. He said, okay, Saturday, the All Blacks are playing against Transvaal, you're in.
0: The All Blacks versus Transvaal?
1: 1976, the All Blacks against (laughs) Transvaal. I walked into the commentary box. He said, put those earphones on, pick up the microphone, and speak when I don't.
0: Jeez, <laughs> I mean, that's a way to start. Let's talk about the preparations that you'd have done for that specific test uh, or that specific match. Uh, do you even remember carrying any form of notes? What, what kind of preparation did you do for that?
1: No, I didn't. I, I actually, you know, because I, I was a relatively naive in the whole thing, I knew the players, and yeah. I knew the All Blacks, I knew the transfer players. I was not really that aware of what I was stepping into. But, you know, uh, obviously I must have done okay because, you know, for the next four years I did comments.
0: I mean, you must have done okay to be able to uh, keep the mic, uh, Uncle Hugh, and we're glad that you did do okay because it would have robbed us of, of uh, one of the best commentators uh, of a number of generations. Uh, speaking of the generations, uh, Hugh, you've seen rugby players come and go. You've commentated with, with, on players from schoolboy all the way to a point where they're sitting in the booth next to you. And let's just talk generation in south african rugby um which generation would you say for you in terms of raw talent in terms of um just really really good people as well was the best generation the golden generation uh, in your career in your commentating career and obviously subjective to what you think
1: a seriously difficult question
0: i'm sorry about that
1: a (laughs) A seriously (laughs) difficult question because all generations are are different in many ways, mm. and you know if you let's go back from the twenty nineteen generation mm. back to the nineteen ninety five generation it you know it, it is it, it's it's been a situation that is totally different professionalism. Uh, the way players prepared, the way players prepared today, television, the uh, situation where players are so much more exposed today than they were even back in 1995. You've got TMOs, you've got the television, the whole situation. The laws have changed. And, you know, it's a, it, I think it's a very different situation from 1995 even to 2019.
2: Mm.
1: However, our South African team in 2019 pulled off the World Cup. Our team in 2007 pulled off the World Cup. Mm. 1995, we pulled off the World Cup. And that, you know, you can't take
0: that away from those players and those heroes. Mm. And they are um, everybody's heroes, of course, um, Uncle Hugh. In terms of uh, the players that, for you, were favourites, uh, and it's very seldom that we get to hear commentators actually have a favourite player, have a favourite club. Uh, who would you say you really liked as a player? And also... If you may, what club do you support? Have you supported over the years?
1: What, well, what club I support? I mean, I played for Wanderers for many years, mm. and I played for the Lions or Transvaal in those days. So you know, and I, I was hugely involved with Transvaal rugby. So yes, they, they, you know, the the Lions are are dear to my heart. Mm. When you say players, uh, let me tell you that I'm, I'm not a great uh, fan of, of player of the day or match of the day. Mm. Because if you played hooker, I don't think you'd be a great fullback. Absolutely. <laughs> More predominantly, if you played loose head prop, I don't think you'd be a scrum half. Mm. So, on the day, who are you going to pick as the man of the of the match? Maybe you know what what's happened over the years the man of the match is the guy who' scored three tries or the guy who's kicked seven goals or whatever has it ever how many times has it been the tight-head prop hardly thank you very much mm. hardly mm. so that's what I'm saying. You know,
0: the man of the match uh, is, a. Is a is, uh, to me, it's not great. Eh? Yeah. I mean, the, the beautiful thing about a game such as rugby, it's, you know, you're battling the person in your position opposite you. So you try to beat them in particular. So I suppose man of the matches, man of the battle who won their personal battles during the game. And, and that's how you would be the victorious team. Uh, in terms of, and I, I, this might also be a very unfair question or very difficult question, but does Hugh Bladen have a an all time South African fifteen? Doesn't have to be Springboks. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah I, I, you know, I, I would have. I mean, I, I couldn't do it now because mm. it'd take about another twenty five half an hour. But uh, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a. Ex- extraordinarily difficult situation that you'd you say, you know, it was you the best loose head that we've ever seen. Mm. Well, you know, he take, uh, in my era, H.O. de Villiers against, uh, you know, uh, some of the best fullbacks in the world. Uh, mm. You can't... You know, I don't. I don't think you can actually. It's very unfair to compare. Mm. So, if somebody said to me who was the best hooker I ever saw in my life, was probably Uli Schmidt, mm. because you know he could do this and do that and kick, touch, and whatever. But I mean, probably the. Uh, in terms of world ter- terms, uh, and this is a, a, an extremely difficult question, but probably Donnie Haber was, in terms of sheer world class, mm-hmm. the best player I ever saw.
0: I mean, that's, without a doubt, uh, will, a lot of people will be uh, agreeing with you there, Uncle Hugh. Um, and and just, as you say it's very difficult and also you've been uh, in the rugby fraternity for years um since you were a boy schooling at cares uh, let's talk about your playing days a little bit um you know you did play as you say you played for transvaal as well uh what were your fondest memories of of, of playing rugby um and of course very different times to today uh when you were still playing
1: I think, you know, I don't think it's extraordinarily difficult uh, or different. Mm. Um, This afternoon, I was talking to to Scott Brits. Uh, We were doing a a program, and Scott Brits was just saying how extraordinary it was to be there in the World Cup. Mm. I think to myself about being in a change room. And being in a change room with the likes of de Villiers, with Pete Clay and with Sid Nomas, with guys who to over the years have become very good friends of mine. Mm. and and to me that was what it was all about. You know, you you you're in a change room, you go, you have a, a you might win, you might lose, whatever. Team spirit and camaraderie—you you can't take that away from anybody. The mm. the fact that you you rely on one another and and you know that's then then people like that become your mates, and they become your mates for life. So you play your rugby career may last six, seven, eight years. Mm. Your mates will last another.
0: 35 years mm. I mean um, just like going into commentary and I mean you do say that you had never thought of, of going into commentary but um, is it something that you, you were really happy with uh, the fact that you got to remain as involved and as close to uh, the action as you could I mean yes you're not there coaching or uh, you know r- physically involved with the players but every saturday we know where Hugh Bladen is
1: yeah well you know after my playing career and and then you you sort of said somebody says will you come and commentate and and i, I thought okay this is this is a great lot let's go and commentate and and uh, be involved in the game So you retire from the game and then you say, Well where am I going to go to next? And then somebody says, Hey, come and commentate Mm. So I then sort of go from a a situation of having retired I then went into selection and on the board of Ellis Park and the whole thing and and then I Sort of started commentating, and they said, "Okay, you're going to commentate with with Kubrick's You're going to commentate with Scott Berger, You're going to commentate with Joel Stransky and Gavin Cowley and Chick Henderson. And and from being let's say middle aged, mm. I'm now a lighty, <laughs> 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 a youngster. I'm now commentating with my Younger mates and and you know, to me, hey, at the end of the day, you're never going to please all the people all of the time. Mm. But uh, it was it was such a huge privilege and just to be uh, involved with with younger guys and younger people and and having a lot of fun with them,
0: Uncle Hugh. Um I've got a call that's coming on the line, uh, a fan of yours, um, and, and they would like to, to share some uh, words with you. Graeme and Rudapur, thank you so much for your call. Uh, Uncle Hugh is listening. Go ahead, sir.
1: Evening, Hugh. How are we doing? Uh, it's, uh, uh, it's an honor to hear you on the radio. I can tell you I've been a fan of yours for ever since I lived in America. And I used to miss so I used to miss rugby a lot and i would put on YouTube and I'd listen to your commentary and ever since then I've been a major fan, me and all of my mates so uh you know we try and get to unbelievable right, but we just don't get it right you so hopefully you'll be able
2: get, to unbelievable, get, to get to unbelievable right.
1: <laughs> Graham. Yeah, you, you just, Graham You don't get a played an unbelievable after played an unbelievable, you know? Yeah, but Graham, you know, the thing is you gotta you gotta have passion, okay. Absolutely. Graham. At the end of the day you 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 can't just say, Ah, unbelievable <laughs> Okay. Sure. So you gotta have passion. So you know, I mean the fourth try the slap chip scored at the de oh, no, at the, uh, at the uh, Parc de Prong, yeah. was the only time I've ever said unbelievable, okay? Now, you can't just say, oh, Uncle Hugh, say unbelievable. You've got to say, unbelievable! Ha
0: <laughs> 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 that's
1: it. <laughs> ah, this is a goosebumps, sir. <laughs> Anyhow, thanks so much. Have a lovely evening. You too.
0: Thank you, Graham. Uncle Hugh, that was unbelievable. I will try it. And you know, they say imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. uh, Hugh Bladen, you you type in Hugh Bladen to Google, and you get twenty videos of people from across the world uh, trying to imitate you. Uh, How does that make you feel? And what do you think of some of sometimes these poor (laughs) imitations of the way you do your job?
1: You know, there's. There's one thing in life uh, that I always say, and some people come up and say, you know, I mean, even now they they say, you know, could I have a photograph with you? Or, I'm sorry, you know, would you? I'm sorry, do me a favour. I'm sorry. If they don't ask, then you start panicking. <laughs>
0: Uncle Hugh, um, I want to put you on the spot here uh, and, and I, I'm, I'm hoping you will humor me, but I, I would like for you to just give us just 10 seconds of, of commentary and then I'm going to play you a clip as well uh, of of where you say unbelievable and as Graeme said, it still sends goosebumps uh, through in my entire body. Uh, but can you first just, you know, a rugby match um, between the Lions and Let's say the Bulls, uh, fifteen minutes or five minutes left to play, and uh, yeah, you, you can just go go ahead.
1: Five minutes? I can't possibly do five. No, no,
0: minutes. Not for five minutes. Okay, just just fifteen okay. seconds. Yeah. Now, um,
1: sometimes I'm asked to do you know I my mean mock commentary. You, you might be in a situation where you're doing a talk and somebody says do a mock commentary mm. and then suddenly, you know, your, your mind goes back and you think, Oh my God, how on earth am I going to do this? And, and the whole thing. And I, I always think back to uh, South Africa playing against Argentina in the world cup. Mm. And, uh, it, it, it sort of went something like this, uh, Line out just inside the South African 22 meter line. John Smith finds Victor Matfield down for Free to appear. Founds Bush James. Bush James out and skips stain, Finds Jacques Ferry. Habana and Habana uh, with a little bit of space goes inside to Montgomery and Montgomery back to Habana. Habana decides to kick. Kicks ahead. It's
0: all on the bounce of the ball. Habana scores! Unbelievable! Unbelievable, Uncle. You thank you so much for that. Um, you know, you're a wall of rugby, the, 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 a wall of rugby knowledge. The fact that you can just bring up moments like that um, that you would have commentated is something that's amazing. Do you ever find uh, yourself around the braai and uh, you know you just shutting everyone up essentially because you know all the facts?
1: No, <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> You know, I would never be um, uh, that sort of brassy yeah. at all, because there are a lot of people who who are mad rugby fanatics, and and uh, you know, I I know quite a lot about rugby, but I would never, never assume to be such a boffin.
0: Uh, now we, you know, you are loved across the world, uh, and as I mentioned uh, at the start of this interview, as a result, you were inducted into the Hall of Fame, uh, South African Sports Hall of Fame, uh, in 2016. But of course, there are, and there'll always be people. You said it yourself; you can't make everyone happy. How do you deal with those people who are uh, just negative or just don't really uh, like your style, if I can put it that way? Well, you know. It, um,
1: uh I have no illusions. I, I, I know that there there are people who, who obviously, quite obviously, uh, will say, "Well, I uh, don't like him." Like, I think in any situation, I mean, throughout uh, throughout life, there, there are people who, to an extent, are are in the in the public situation, mm. and people have opinions and that sort of thing. I always say, I, if, if, if you give me constructive criticism, mm. that'll be great. If you are just criticizing me for the sake of saying, oh, you know, I don't like you and that sort of thing, well, that's also okay. But, you know, constructive criticism is, is to me, it's too
0: great. It's great. Mm, absolutely. Would you have ever have, uh, um, thought about commentating a different sports code? Uh, and if so, what would that have been?
1: No, well, I've never been asked to commentate another sports code, but if it were, it would be cricket, because mm. strangely enough, when I left school, I was more into cricket than I was into rugby, and so You know, cricket has always been a a huge love of mine and uh, yeah, I I would uh, quite frankly, would have quite enjoyed commentating cricket. Mm. Um, It's a little bit slower and I think it gives you time to uh, talk about players and that sort of thing. You know, you've got Farney de Villiers walking what, 30 metres back to bowl and Rugby is is a different it's it's quicker, quicker, quicker. Mm. But cricket gives you the opportunity to in many ways express yourself and, and and develop a vocabulary.
0: Have you ever been left speechless during a game? And can you remember when and why?
1: No, I don't oi. <laughs> 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 Um I don't think ever been that left speechless, but you know you when you're commentating you have a, a director who is talking in your ears the entire game. And so you know I defy anybody to anybody who's been commentating to have never called the wrong player at the wrong time, blah blah blah. Mm and so you've got this you have got this director talking in your ears the entire time, uh, which a lot of my co-commentators have taken some time to get used to, and I particularly got time to, you know, to get used to. You're talking now, you're on an 80-minute commentary, mm. and you've got a guy talking in your ears, and you've got a production secretary, then you got some other guy on slow-mo who's talking to you to tell you what's coming up on slow-mo. So you, at any one time, you could have three people talking in your ear. Hmm. A lot of people actually ducked up because they couldn't handle that. In fact, hmm. I can't understand why my wife can't talk to me on the phone and she's talking on the phone and i'm talking to my kids
0: and we can't all talk at <laughs> once <laughs> has that ever helped you uncle Hugh, at home you know being able to to listen to all those different voices and, and make out what the important message is what you need to hear and, and what you can the discard. most
1: important message is what my wife thinks, <laughs>
0: <and me. laughs> that is your uh that is your message absolutely uncle Hugh. Uh, it's been such a pleasure and um I mean, yes, you've you've walked a very uh, bright and colourful commentary road uh, over the last couple of well, last couple of decades, if I can put it that way. And uh, we look forward to you know to enjoying you a little bit more before you do hang that mic up. Do we have any indication on when you might decide? uh, Look, I'll just rather be a supporter in the stands and and scream and hurl insults like everybody else instead of uh, commentating the game. Yeah,
1: well, you know, at the end of the day. one can be careful that you don't uh, sort of go uh, too, too, too far. Uh, I always say that uh, I, I work for Super Sport and I, I'm hugely privileged to do that. On many occasions, I've spoken on, Riven, uh, uh, on 702, on your sports programs, and even as far back as John Burks. John Burks was, you know, one of 702's greatest guys and and all your sports quizzes and that sort of thing. And yeah, at mm. the end of the day I hope I I, I hope that I'll actually say Thanks, guys. I'm out of here before I
0: embarrass myself. I don't think that would ever uh, happen, Uncle Hugh. Just too much of a consummate professional uh, for that. But we really do appreciate um, all the uh, you know, the memories that you've given us, uh, particularly uh, this one that I want to play for you right now.
1: Tiny ball, that double around. This is Peter Risso. Can he get try number four? It would be absolutely un- unbelievable. Unbelievable! Another moment that would go down in the annals of South Africa's sporting history forever!
0: Especially that last one. Thank you so much for all of that. Hey, uh,
1: hey, hey, hey. Thanks, Guy. I haven't heard that for for some years. And thank you. It was his fourth try at uh, the Pacte Prong Mm. in uh, 1997.
0: Mm. That's amazing. Uh, We've been spoiled by you over the years. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure, Uncle Hugh. Uh, I'm going to let you go and enjoy the rest of your evening. Hey, thank you, guys. Thank you so much. That is the legendary commentator, Hugh Bladen. I mean, he is the velvet voice of South African rugby for over 30 years. What a man. What a commentator. It's just gone quarter to eight.